0: didn't see you there something big is going on here from
1: hunting ghosts to bigfoot paranormal ufos true crime and more
0: we won't just be spouting articles i was researching for your entertainment beginning of a new world (laughs) the
2: best guac you'll ever
3: fucking eat true story
2: it's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches
0: this This is is the black Black Hat
3: report see you on the other side
0: pulled up his sleeve and injected the water and cocaine mixture into his arm feeling a rush of excitement and pleasure he continues driving around the freeway his stomping grounds blasting his favorite band acdc the midnight stalker is about to earn his moniker satan was calling him and it was time for blood richard was on the highway to hell which felt easier to him than the stairway to heaven and it was time to give the devil his sacrifice Richard Ramirez was about to stalk.
3: What an intro. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Chills! Welcome to the Blackout Report and part two of our four part series on Richard Ramirez. I am Betsabe, your host, and with me is Selena. Hello! Joey. Heyo! And Gil. Hello! And just as a warning, this episode contains extreme violence, murder, and rape. If you find this triggering, you may want to skip, skip uh, If you find this triggering, you might want to skip this episode. If you continue listening, please crack a beer, smoke a joint, or anything to get you through this dive into a torment mind.. Okay. On June 28, 1984, under the cover of night, Richard Ramirez approached the two-story pink apartment building in Glassell Park, L.A. Looking at the apartments, he decided not to go to the back apartments, as he would be trapped and couldn't escape, such as he learned from the teaching of his brother, Miguel and Ruben. So he walked back towards the street, he laid his eyes on apartment two, and there he would commit the first of his admitted murders. As Richard got closer, he noticed the window was open, but there was a scene in the closed window. He struggled for a tiny bit trying to open the screen because of his gloves and coming down from his cocaine high. He took off one of his gloves to pry the screen loose. He put it down inside the apartment and then slid right into the apartment. Richard noticed the poverty that Jenny was living in. This made him mad because his sole intention was to break in to steal and pawn some items. It was a one bedroom apartment and he saw Jenny laying on the bed. He slowly crept around the room using a pen light to check for any type of valuables. He checked a suitcase and a dresser but could not find anything of value. Getting more and more angry, he approached the bed holding a six inch hunting knife. He stood over her, getting more and more sexually excited. He started plunging the knife into her chest over and over. She woke up and started screaming and trying to fight back. But Richard put his hand over her mouth and continued stabbing her. Then he took the knife and sliced her throat. She started choking on her blood and then died. He then stabbed her three more times. Slowly, he got more and more excited, thinking about what he had done. So he pleasured himself, looking at her, stole a radio, and then left. As Richard drove away, he pulled up next to a police cruiser. He was covered in blood, and his heart was racing. The police cruiser took a turn away, and Richard was home free. The next day, Jenny's son, Jack, who lived in the same building, came to visit his mom and found her lying dead on her bed. Oh, my gosh. Whew, that was hard to read.
0: <sighs>
4: yeah.
3: yeah, that's awful.
0: The, so yeah. one of the things that was like an a interesting point in this, which is crazy, is that he took his, finger, his uh, gloves off to take the screen off so that's going to come off come later in the uh yeah. the fourth episode is that he left fingerprints at the crime.
1: Yeah. He he literally thought that Satan was protecting him and keeping him invisible.
3: Okay, buddy.
1: Like he he wasn't like Yeah, he wasn't like a regular Satanist. He was like, no, Satan loves me and Satan is going to protect me because I'm giving him sacrifices. Yep. (laughs) So that's why he took his glove off. He's like, nothing's going to fucking happen. Mm -hmm. There had been so many times where he had run in with cops. Like, he actually got stopped by a cop once and they joked with him. Yep. Like, you know.
2: (laughs) Yep, yep. As we know, Satan only helps those that help themselves. And, you know, he's the devil will find
1: work for idle hands to do.
2: That's what he learned from Anton (laughs)
0: LaVey when he met him.
3: Yeah, this guy's sick. Um, (laughs) Well, and actually talking about the fact that he thought Satan was protecting him and he could do anything um, at this time, Richard had decided he wanted to sort of cocaine as he didn't want to be caught for his crimes since cocaine cocaine made him make mistakes and become paranoid so he bought a 22 revolver from a seller at the bus terminal uh, where he used to hang out all the time and then he stole a car from a gas station then he continued cruising around the city looking for his next mark He, at this time, had decided that he was going to start murdering instead of just, you know, the intentional robbery. Blasting ACDC's Highway to Hell in all black with a dark blue ACDC baseball cap, he was about to meet his next victims. You guys ready?
4: Mm -hmm. No.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Buckle Um, in, motherfuckers. (laughs) On March 17, 1985, Richard saw Maria Hernandez driving on the freeway in a gold Camaro from her boyfriend in Monterey Park. He exited just behind her off the freeway into the suburb of Rosemead. Following her, he saw her pull into the parking space in the garage right next to her condominium. She shared with her roommate, Del Ocasazi. As Maria got out of her car, she closed her, the garage door Silently and skillfully, Richard bent over to get underneath the garage door, pointing the 22 at her. As if this was a movie, the lights went out and Richard shot. The bullet bounced off her keys in her hand. She was injured wow. but not dead. So Maria laid there and pretended to be dead. Richard walked into the house and into the kitchen. Dale came into the kitchen. Richard hid behind a cabinet trying to make sure he wasn't seen. She left for a few minutes and then came back into the kitchen. This time, Richard had squared up and was waiting. He shot her right in the forehead. He turned around and walked right through the front door. Looking to his left, he saw Maria who had gotten up and went to the front of the house. He pointed the gun at her and then decided not to kill her and got into the car and left wow Wow.
0: yeah uh it i have no idea why he decided not to kill her um he it did say that he was very spooked that he saw her again because he thought he killed Mm -hmm. her in the beginning so he got really spooked and later on you kind of see how like spiritual towards the devil that he is and like seeing Mm -hmm. different things in his eyes, like, Oh, like if she's still alive, like this is meant by Satan for her to be alive, you know? Mm So, yeah, I think
1: he was also the one that was going around and checking houses. If they were locked, he wouldn't go because it wasn't meant to be. But if it was unlocked, that's where Satan wanted him to go kill.
0: Mm He. He did do that, and then sometimes he was like, "This is the one." Like he'd decide and get in some ways, uh, like with locked doors or painted over things. So yeah, no, he was (laughs) he was full of shit. No, he was full of shit. He just made
1: (laughs) excuses for everything he wanted to do.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Mm.
3: Yeah, sick guy for sure. Mm
2: -hmm. Also, I just want to say he's an idiot if he thinks that he like killed that person with a twenty-two.
1: I was gonna ask Gilda's <laughs> how what a twenty-two bullet is like. Because like, that's a little shit bullet. Like it's it, a baby. It, it's, it's like a baby, baby. gun pellet. Yeah.
2: I mean it's 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 between like a pellet gun and like a regular bullet that you would think of, but like it's smaller than like a mechanical pencil, like in like um thickness. Or whatever, than like a mechanical button. Like they're very tiny. They suck to get shot with because if they do go into like your abdomen or something, they start bouncing around inside of you. There isn't like the traditional like exit wound where like you get shot with the bullet. There'll be like a small puncture wound on the front end where the bullet comes in. And then there'll be an exit wound that's big where the bullet goes out from behind you, where it just tears through you um a 22 will just like bounce around like you might die from like internal bleeding eventually mm-hmm. you know but that's like key is like eventually like you don't it's not it's not immediate like if you were gonna go like rabbit hunting or, or squirrel hunting it's perfect for that but like mm-hmm. you know anything bigger than that and you're gonna have to put a human hunting
1: forget about it
2: mm-hmm. yeah like even there's a lot of folks that survive and like not pleasantly survive but there's a lot of folks who survive like headshots with 22s because Mm -hmm. like 22s if they're not if they don't hit just right will literally just bounce off of your skull like you know like Mm -hmm. they're not they're most of the time they're not unless it's like a 22 long but like there's not a lot of penetration power it's not going to tear you up it's a stupid gun to go on a murder spree with that's all i'm saying Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for
2: sharing he's an, your knowledge. He's an idiot. That's what I'm trying to say.
3: Well, yeah, he kept being an idiot. Um so Richard left no time in between killings. Right after killing Dell and leaving Maria alive, he pulled onto the San Bernardino freeway. As he was driving, he spotted sadly and you. Exiting the freeway at Monterey Park, Richard charged from the last murder barely an hour or so earlier. He followed her back to her home. She noticed that he was following her, so she pulled over and waited for him to pass her by and to get a good look at the person following her. Smart. her Smart. He passed her and continued driving, cursing her under his breath. She started driving again. This time she was following him. Hell After yeah. About... I know, Oof. I love that. Mm-hmm.
2: And she got a thirty-eight motherfucker.
3: <laughs>
1: no. Now she got an AK strapped.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, this is actually a good idea and I've done this before. Um especially you like knowing how the person looks like. Like mm-hmm. you need you need to for sure.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah I've been followed home a lot like growing up so I had to like figure out diversive techni- you know diverting tactics
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. smart Goyle after about one block he caught a red light he turned off the lights and got out of the car he had his 22 in his jacket said so asked him why you followed me He replied, I thought I knew you. She threatened to call the police. An argument ensued. He moved to the car and tried to pull her out of the car. He couldn't pull her out. He jumped over to the other side of the car and hopped into the passenger side. He said nothing when she asked what he wanted. He pulled out the 22 and shot her under the right arm. She tried to get out, but he shot her in the back again. He hurriedly got back into his car and drove away. She was lying bleeding out and dying in the street. She was pronounced dead in the Monterey Park Hospital.
4: Hmm. Yeah.
0: As you said, Gil, like, in most weapons, they would kill them pretty quickly if they got shot, you know, in those areas. But with the twenty-two. Most of these people bled out and died in the hospital. Like they were able to get them to the hospital, but they couldn't save them because the bullet would bounce around on the inside of them and hit their major organs, and they would just
2: be in and out of comas and then die. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that she was probably there for like a good like hour or two before the cops even found her. Like, well, the cops
0: got there pretty quickly, really, um, because because the, there was a there was a as we'll find out later, like in the when they catch them episode is that there was people that saw this and they called the police pretty immediately. Um, I think within thirty to forty five minutes, the first responders got there, mm-hmm. um, which was quick. But then yeah. they they tried. This was the weirdest thing. They tried to question her while she was there. <laughs> the police tried <laughs> to question her why she was
1: there, they, bleeding. It was okay. So, weird. so let's no Leave no alone. no. let's not assume that the police have any empathy
4: yeah and let's also
1: assume that police are like i have a fucking deadline we need to catch this guy she's not gonna make it we need to figure this out now
0: Mm. that's true
1: do you really think the police give a shit
0: maybe Uh, not at this time because she was also uh i think she was from taiwan so, in the LA area, oh, yeah, and really you know, fair. race because relations race with relations. police
1: have just totally changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it must be different,
2: okay? A I'm little so bit, glad. but not that much different. <laughs> I'm so glad we got over all racial problems in this country. Mm-hmm. Yes. Since then, I know, y'all remember those times. Ugh, 2023 has been a year. All right, so what what uh number are we up to now in terms of like victims is this three three three, three.
0: yeah there's one still alive and two dead okay
3: mm-hmm. throughout the 10 days in between murders he did some soul searching <laughs> Okay. And decided that he was going to, you know, steal enough money to buy his own house and set up okay. a torture room. Okay. You know? Went to Joshua
1: okay. Tree, drank some ayahuasca, listened to Leonard Skinnerd. Okay. Yeah,
3: you know. Put together sure. a
1: dream board in the in the desert. And I was just <laughs> gonna
2: say
4: that. I was just gonna say that
2: he's like his dream board. His <laughs> started just juicing every day. You know, had to drop a few <laughs> pounds. <laughs>
1: He's like cocaine. Mm, I think I'm gonna try mushroom coffee. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. He wanted to set up a torture room so he can do, you know, his killing and raping as he pleased. And the he wanted to work from home. home.
2: He wanted to work from home. He really Basically, was kind of a visionary.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the early he, days. He started the trend. <laughs> He thought he could film it and start selling films to keep up his income. You know, he needs to make money.
1: You know, you, you call it a an office. You know, you call it a torture room, but, you know, he calls it an office.
2: But I call it home.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or ironically, we call it the guest room.
0: (laughs) 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 That's that's pretty good.
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah, he wanted, you know, to have his own place so he can do his things. And um, and obviously, he's thinking about, you know, the fact that he needs to make money to pay for all this. Uh, Because if you think about it, he basically turned this into a full-time job um
2: you know if you do what you love you'll never work another day in your life and (laughs) richard ramirez found his niche and he pursued it and now he's got dreams of building his own little mini empire house and uh
1: he made that niches bitch
2: right you know like do you realize how expensive gas is getting at the time like this was a smart move I want to say this too,
0: that he got off of cocaine and drugs besides smoking marijuana that to do his career, like he was just like, nah, it's messing me up. Like, yeah, I'm addicted like, to it's this. like, it's
1: distracting me yeah. from my primary focus, yep. which yeah. is murder.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah. Man, that's, that's pretty big right there, honestly. Like, this damn. is how messed up he was that he was able to quit. Uh, very addictive drugs you know to mm-hmm. kill like wow um talking about killing on march 26 1985 richard cruising his normal freeway he remembered that he had robbed a wealthy house at a neighborhood called whittier at 2 a.m he rolled up to the house of vincent and maxine Zazara. The stolen car Richard had was the only car parked on the street. The night was quiet and dark. The house was only a one-story brick house and had two large bay windows that faced the road. Richard approached the lighted bay window and saw Vincent sleeping on a plaid couch. Vincent had fallen asleep watching television. Richard walked to the backyard and looked through the back window and saw Maxine sleeping in bed. He then started trying to open up windows and could not as they were all locked. Richard found a small window higher up on the house than the other windows. Grabbing a compound can under the window, he used it to stand on to take up the screen. What's hmm? a
2: compound canned? I don't
3: know.
0: I think it's compost, but... That's what they called it in the story.
1: Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I've never heard of a compound can. I haven't either. (laughs) Hmm.
2: We're the experts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, every kind of can there is.
3: (laughs) He pried open the window and then slipped into the house. He looked around and saw that he was in the washer and dryer room. He reached down and took off his shoes. Slowly, he crept into the living room where Vincent was sleeping. Holding the gun up, he rushed comeback style into the room and shot Vincent in the left side of his head above the ear. Vincent tried to get up and grab Richard, but he fell to the floor. Richard moved into the bedroom quickly. Maxine woke up with a twenty two pistol in her face. Richard beat her, then forced her on her stomach and tied her hands with a necktie that was nearby. He gagged her, unhooked the phones, and then started searching the house for valuables. Maxine slowly untied the necktie on her hands, then slid off the bed and grabbed the shotgun that was under the bed. She pulled it up yes. as Yay. she pulled it up as Richard was ransacking their house. And aimed at him, with all her willpower, she pulled the trigger and click. Nothing. Damn she it! Did oh not... no! I remember this. Mm-hmm. She did not know that Vincent had emptied the gun when their grandkids visited the week before. So Richard... responsible. I know. Mm-hmm. Richard then raised the twenty-two to her and shot her three times. He mm. then beat her. Getting up, he went to the kitchen and found a knife. Came back and then cut her open. He tried to rip out her heart, but could not due to her rib cage. The knife cuts he made left an inverted cross on her chest. So instead of her heart, he settled for her eyes. He cut off her eyelids and then took out her eyes. He put the eyes in a little jewelry box he found. He then tried to rape her but could not. He took the shotgun and the jewelry box with the eye in it and left. As he was driving away, a police car pulled behind him, but again turned away and Richard drove off still free to murder. Jesus. Mm, all the wrong things. Terrible.
0: So he tried to rape her, uh, but he couldn't get it up. And like he... I don't know why, like, he, something about that he wasn't sexually charged enough with this murder, so, mm-hmm. he, he, he was,
3: it seemed like he was focusing more on stealing this time than mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. actual murder-rape thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, horrible, horrible, yeah, because he took the
2: eyes with him, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's when he starts I've... to collect his trophies. Mm-hmm.
2: This is just a lesson that you should always leave a loaded gun laying around your house. That's how I took yeah. it. Yeah. Because if that yeah. shotgun lock was loaded. Just
1: the kids out of the room.
2: Yeah. Just like, mm-hmm. don't have just kids. Like, you don't go into mommy
1: problem. and daddy's room, kids. There's a fucking gun in there and you could die. And then they're like, oh. Yeah.
2: Or just don't have kids. Inside. Just don't have kids. Yeah. Well, just lock them outside still of the house. Visiting. Yeah, but how did they get grandkids by having kids? That's what I'm trying to say here. Mm.
3: Yeah. So this episode's about preventing, like, people babies. Having kids.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> get kids. your vasectomy at Planned Parenthood. No, yeah,
0: yeah, no. Yep. Because then, if you <laughs> don't have kids, then there wouldn't be any Richard Ramirez's running around.
2: It's true. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: And the yeah. world is dying, so why would you want to bring
2: another person yeah, into it? Why would you want to do that? Yeah. The world is Take pulling a giant Richard here. Ramirez on us right now. And we all yeah. just need to chill out. <laughs> no, also... we
1: pulled a Richard Ramirez on Earth, and now she's dying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just want to say that not all babies are Richard Ramirez's. So I just want to clarify that, too. But all Richard Ramirez's were babies. Only babies named Richard babies. Ramirez are Richard Ramirez's. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Yes.
3: Throughout the three, four weeks in between his murders, Richard had been doing his normal. Stealing cars and cruising around neighborhoods. He felt the need to kill again. It was time to show Satan he was serious. Okay, Richard.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: Yeah, like... This is, like, so hard to read because... Um, this actually happened, you know, like, sometimes when I hear about serial killers, and, you know, they make, like, Netflix shows, or you hear from a movie or whatever, but, like, this actually happened in real life, this person was here on earth doing this awful stuff in the name of Satan, like, that's Mm -hmm. wild.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and a place where you used to live too, which is even wider. I, I there.
4: know.
3: Yeah, like you, all this you know places, these
0: neighborhoods. Yeah.
1: I, I know these neighborhoods. Me, I'm like, oh my
3: yeah, god, both i was of you. there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cuz Monrovia is definitely in here too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know yeah, all yeah. those places.
1: I mm-hmm. I grew both
0: up in you. California.
2: Eagle, yeah. Rock. Eagle mm-hmm. Rock.
3: Yeah, I went
1: to high school in Eagle Rock.
3: Like we mm-hmm. walked the streets. For I lived in Eagle Rock for a couple walk. years. <clears throat>
0: I think it was about yeah. three to four years before you guys were born, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Coincidence. I was
1: born in
0: 93. <gasps> oh, sorry. Almost 10 years. Seven years.
3: 89? Eight years. <laughs> On May 14, 1985, he drove through the Monterey Park neighborhood and decided that he would go into William Doyle's house. He had gotten rid of the 22 revolver and bought a silver 22 automatic. Ooh. This dude's an idiot. <laughs>
2: he really is. <laughs> like just get a 45 like a normal person for the love of god.
0: I would well, imagine though that it's actually quieter.
2: It, no, a 22 is super quiet but like not if you have to shoot it four times to kill one true, person. True, yeah.
3: <laughs> like but I, also, I just wanna... where is he getting the money for this? Like, he could not afford. That. He's robbing. He's
2: he robbing people oh, and
3: yeah, selling right. the I stuff, forget. so that's how
0: he gets all this stuff. Plus, he gets that's it cheap. probably on the cheap because he's getting it from people that are not asking for alive. information. Yeah, oh. Uh, oh. alive either. Too. Well, he he's buying the stuff from his like his pawns, like people he's fencing mm-hmm. all this yeah, stuff yeah, stolen yeah. stuff. So like, yeah. it's probably cheaper, you know. And they're probably scared of him because. Yeah, he's, he doesn't look like he's sane. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he brought it all of his teeth out. Mm-hmm. He had like medically terrible breath. Oh. Yeah. Yep. And he was like scrawny. So
4: gross.
1: Um, like a
2: methed well, out Kermit the Frog.
1: The only good thing about him was his hair.
2: Yeah. Somehow, hundred perfect. Mm-hmm. he didn't deserve all- it all of his nutrients just went to his hair. Yep. Like, when your body shuts down, and it's just like, no, we're just gonna sacrifice the arm, and you don't really have a choice in that, because your body just, like, shuts down, and it's like, nope, by arm frostbite. Then your leg, and your feet, and da 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 The last thing for <laughs> Richard Ramirez that would be left would be his hair. His immaculate hair would be found on the side of Mount Everest, with a dumbass 22 sitting next to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a very... Okay. Yeah. He's actually a Pelon Pelo Rico.
0: What is that? For us, uh, for, it's I mean, a it's Ringo's. a
1: Mexican it's a Mexican candy that um has little holes on the top and a little face on the sides and little like stems on the side to push down. The candy's inside in a little tube and it pushes out and the hair grows and it's candy hair that grows. Uh, and you eat it. Okay.
4: <laughs>
1: it's delicious and
3: not nutritious. But... Not nutritious. Mm-hmm. That's what
1: they look like. Mexican candy is all Yo, about Yo, That looks salt. like a butt plug. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, that straight up it looks does. like a butt plug.
1: <laughs> it does. Oh my well, god. You take the top yes. off and you put it in your mouth and suck it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a butt plug. That oh is a candy god. butt plug. And for <laughs> those
1: diehard fans, you rip that shit apart and you lick both sides. You lick the
3: inside and the outside.
2: So now he's got his stupid ass silver 22
3: yeah and more stupid he used the sounds of the rain and storm to cover up the noise like okay is that enough to cover the noise of a gunshot from a i 22. just imagine
1: like yeah. like you know emperor's new groove and like crunk when he was doing his things like do 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 and yeah, like yeah, yeah, waiting yeah, yeah. For to like make noise <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. how he was
3: mm-hmm. oh my god i love that yeah, because he was like creeping into the backyard and he noticed there was a pair of locked sliding glass doors and alarm wires around the windows. But he found one window without an alarm. So he cut the screen out and removed it. Then he pushed oh the God. window up. After climbing into the bathroom, Richard paused for a moment to make sure he wasn't heard. After settling oh, himself... God. He started moving through the house. He found Lillian Doyle lying in bed. Then he moved to the next bedroom and saw William Doyle. He raised the gun and cocked it. William heard this, woke up, and grabbed his 9 millimeter in the nightstand. He was too slow. Richard ran into the bedroom and shot William in the head right through the tongue, just above the upper lip. Richard tried to shoot again, but then gun jammed. He moved to the hallway, cleared the chamber, then came back and beat William unconscious. Richard then moved to Lillian's room, tied her up, and beat her up. He then moved to start ransacking the house. After he finished taking things to sell, he returned to Lillian's room and then raped her. After he finished, he kissed her and then left the house. Blech. William Doy crawled to Lilian's room barely alive and called the police. William Doy was pronounced dead at the hospital at five twenty nine AM in Monterey Park.
4: Aww. Oof yeah.
0: The hardest the he most called them to thing. save
1: his wife or yeah, he Aww. knew he was gonna
0: die, so he called like somehow with all the strength he had to get crawled in there and called the police. And oh, then the ho- most horrible thing that I think that ruined that like even makes it worse. And he knew he was doing this was when he kissed her, he kissed her on the forehead too. Mm-hmm. Like, and then just left like in all of these, he literally walks out the front door. Like yeah. nothing had happened to so say like, I own this, you know, like I own this mm-hmm. house and ugh.
3: yeah. Like, yeah. My God. Like, I feel like to me, this one was like a really heavy one. Like, I, it just feels so personal, too.
0: Mm-hmm. He's getting more personal, mm-hmm. which is just like it he slowly is. builds because he's, he's feeling like he's, as, as Selena said, he's becoming more invincible. He's feeling like he's figuring out his like uh, modus operandi, basically. He's saying, like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do. This is my motive. This is my. Uh, my style of how I'm gonna do things and
1: mm-hmm. yeah. take out the man first, and then mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want with the woman.
4: Yep.
3: Yeah, he's finding his way through his killings. Mm-hmm. Also, because- what about the hospital? Like, he they're seeing all these people come in, so like you know, one after the other in Monterey Hospital.
0: Um. I I think they just like at this point they don't think it's a serial killer because there's difference enough in his uh in his killings that it's not like uh it's not known that it's a serial killer yet. Like they haven't been like okay, this is exactly the profile of the serial killer and there hasn't yeah, been enough evidence to must- say that it's one person.
1: And most of the victims have been people of color, so they're mm-hmm. not being investigated very heavily. hundred percent and they're being written off as like gang violence and like whatever bullshit like yeah, yeah, they didn't give a shit about what was happening to people that weren't rich white people. Yeah.
0: yeah there is, however about to be a guy that steps in two guys that step in and we'll find out in the fourth episode what at they least start. two
1: guys in the whole of Los yep. Angeles the two detectives
0: <laughs> and the amazing actually the really 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 good detective found the serial killer <laughs> earlier uh, uh, like he was the he was famous for finding another serial killer like just I think three four years earlier um, and so he, he comes in later on after they start putting these things together and it keeps happening
3: yeah yeah, but Finally. Have to wait.
0: There's always one person, usually.
3: <laughs> yeah. Let's
0: hope. <clears throat> yep.
1: If they don't get fired or mm. hazed out of their job. Just yeah.
0: like, yeah, Slivko. That was terrible.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: On May 29, 1985, at 11.40 p.m., Richard was driving a gray Mercedes sedan he stole from the Velvet Turtle restaurant. The first house he came up to was Mabel Bell's house. He decided to see if he could scope out any other houses, but couldn't find one for about a half a mile. So he turned around and decided that he will go into the first house on the block. He walked up to the front door and opened the door. The front door was unlocked. This is one thing that I know this was like back in the 70s and 80s, but people just leaving the door unlocked blows my mind like especially the ones that have all the security like whatever fancy stuff but then like the front door is unlocked or they leave mm-hmm. one window unlocked it's like why you have all the security but do that you know
4: yeah mm-hmm. so, like no, i know I it's front your door house unlocked.
3: there you go why'd you do that I don't
4: know. You
3: why <laughs> You're in I'm Asheville, you know. it's not safe. <laughs> no big deal. See, all these people <laughs> thought they were good and they left the doors. So yeah, it was
1: out. a very this is never gonna happen to me kind of exactly. a thing. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, yep. no. Don't do that. Please, right now if you're listening to this episode, go make sure. Go lock your doors. Yeah.
2: See, this is why it's difficult to for a serial killer to work on Selena and I. And this is a challenge. Um, I sit outside by the front door until like three or four in the morning, almost every single night. So good luck, bitch. Good luck. I'm awake. I'm waiting for you.
3: Don't mess with Gil. Mm -mm. The whole
2: time, like everybody in my house gets murdered, and I'm just outside smoking like any minute now, (laughs) any fucking minute. (laughs) They never come
1: through the back door. Never
3: gonna get me and yeah i mean the the front door of this house was unlocked as we will see with a lot of his crimes he walked into the house took out a flashlight and made his way to the bedrooms he found florence laying in the first bedroom he went to the next bedroom and found mabel bell he searched the rest of the house looking for valuables noticing that they were not well off and had nothing of value for him so he got angry. He found a redwood handle hammer, then walked into Florence Lang's bedroom and struck her repeatedly in the head with the hammer. How are you going to get mad was...
2: at somebody for being poor? I know. No, he he was poor. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm just like, he's just like, oh, you're not rich. Murder, murder, murder. Like, what yeah. the
3: fuck,
4: dude? <laughs> it's
3: like, ew, you're poor. Yeah, like, I obviously, we're starting to see that he has some anger issues because that's not the way you react. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. to people that don't have money or things that you need to steal, like, like, yeah, he has anger issues. I mean,
1: literally, you're stealing. I know. Yep, yep. Things that you need to steal. Like, you're not stealing diapers or formula. Yeah. You know, you're... (laughs) You're stealing stereos in cars. Yeah. (laughs) It's not the same.
3: No. Then he used a piece of the core of the alarm clock to to tie her up. He walked out of the room and into Mabel Bell's room. He raised the hammer and then struck her in the head. He struck her again after she had asked, who are you? I have nothing Mm. of value. He Mm. then used duct tape to bind her hands and ankles. Reaching over, he grabbed the alarm clock's cord, frayed the ends of it, then plugged it in. He then proceeded to shock her with the alarm clock again and again. He took anything of value, then moved into Florence Lang's room. He then ripped her nightgown off and raped her. After this, he drew panagrams on the back of Mabel Bell's thigh and above her bed. He also drew a panagram on Florence Lang's wall with Mabel's red lipstick. He then ate a banana, drank a cola, and then left the house.
4: I remember yep. this one.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So dark.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's like he he just, I mean, yeah, he was angry, obviously. and But he's reaching another level because he's not just killing anybody anymore. He's also still tor- torturing, he's tor- torturing, too, with, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess he just got the idea by looking at the alarm clock. But he looked at it, was like, okay, cool. And then he cut it off, frayed the ends, and started shocking her.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is just even crazier. Like, obviously, this guy's crazy, but he he gets pissed off. Which is, I, I it's so interesting. Like you're saying, he gets pissed off when they don't have any money. When he takes the time to go into their house to rob them,
4: yeah,
0: and then kill them, mm-hmm. gets mad because that he they doesn't don't have, have money. any money. Yeah, he doesn't have any money, and then he's like, "But you don't have any money. I took all my time to I sc- wanted scope money. You out. I wanted money. But we yeah. can also we'll also find out that some of the people that have money. He lets
2: live. Yeah. And it's just, like, fucked up because he's, like, he's, like, ha-ha, you left your window unlocked. It's, like, yeah, motherfucker, we're poor. We ain't got shit to steal. (laughs) Like, leave me alone. And we don't have air conditioning. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? We ain't even got AC, dude. We need to have these windows open. Like, there's your first context clue, Richard. Second one is get a bigger caliber gun, you fucking moron.
0: Anyway. Pretty much. I do also want to say... That another one of his nicknames, I don't like using it because it it kind of makes him like he's like a kid, but was Little Richie Ew. when he was young. Oh, yeah. And I hate that because it's like, first off, I don't know Little Richie, but I don't think he went crazy like this, um, mm-hmm. the actual singer. So, yeah. so good, for, good for you, Little Richard. You're doing amazing. I don't know what you're doing. Hopefully you <laughs> haven't done any crimes that I know of. Uh, I'll research that for the next episode. But you don't deserve to be compared to to Richard Ramirez, so there you go. Okay.
4: Yeah, okay. that's gonna be my next curls. meme. Nope.
3: Also, like, I'm gonna superimpose his face onto Little Richard. Um, <laughs> also, can he see from the houses that he's uh, robbing from that? you know like you can you can tell when people have money or not from the houses like why is he choosing houses that look like poor people live in
2: i'm just saying like hey
1: man we have a we just got a nice house <clears throat> for 15 a, a month so
2: it doesn't mean we're rich
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I make mean, sure
2: to comment no but but there is a difference if if you're coming at it from the point of 90% of his time, especially before he got sober, he's just driving around LA high on coke, scoping out neighborhoods. Well, he's he not, should. He's not doing he, cocaine
3: anymore. I know,
2: I know, I know, before he got sober, before he got sober, but like, I'm just saying, he literally like has just been scoping places out and driving around. You think he would have shit mapped out, like, hmm. Beverly Hills, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you yeah. think yeah. he would? You think he would be like, hmm, rich neighborhood, not rich neighborhood, exactly, super rich neighborhood. Like, you, you think you would have that figured out a little bit, especially it, with like a place like L.A., where it's like the dividing lines can be so damn hard. You know, we're just like this street, boom. You know, like, I
0: want to, I want to speak to that though. He chose neighborhoods that weren't as policed. He chose mm-hmm. neighborhoods where if he could kill the people that he would most likely get away with it. Mhm. It's one of those things. Um because mm-hmm. if he had gone to the super super rich houses, I do believe he would have been found like that. Super quick. Cool. Yeah, because he would have been noticed. He would have been noticed. He was noticed. afraid to
1: take on anything that was stronger than him. That's why he would immediately take down the men and he would do whatever he wanted with the women. He would incapacitate them, but like just because he felt like he could.
0: I yeah. also think that you was know, a, a lesson from Miguel. Yeah, in his his yeah. war in in the uh, in uh,
2: he was Vietnam Vietnam yeah I think Vietnam, Vietnam yeah. I yeah. mean that is that is classic like military tactics. Like you mm-hmm. sh- should approach things in that way, but at the same time, he's spending all this time driving around. You think he would scope shit out? Just like he gives so much attention to like other things. You think he could have just shifted yeah. it towards like the actual final product, which would be shit he wants to steal, at least at first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where he'd just be like, hmm, driving a nice car. Bet you they have nice shit at their house. You know, like something that would be like a boom, boom, like one plus one equals two kind of thing, but he's just like, nope, Windows open. But Let's go in and see what more we can like, find.
1: It was more like, like this was his playground, no. and this is where he felt comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah he knew those spots
1: like he knew these spots were good spots to get away with shit he wasn't going to go anywhere where he was going to be noticed which is why he didn't go to those places that you're talking about that's Mm -hmm. yeah okay
2: but but still like i'm sure i don't know i'm just saying i think folks on that street somebody on that street might have had shit that he wanted and he's just like not scoping shit out and he's kind of just like going in blind he's just like yeah it's a safe neighborhood for me to get away with shit oops they don't have anything kill them and leave next house yeah i mean it wasn't
1: like like he was disappointed that he had to kill them that was something that he wanted to do anyway Hmm. so he would break in have the excuse of oh you're poor so now i'm mad yeah and then kill them which is what he wanted to do Mm -hmm. And then still just take shit anyway. Even if it wasn't Mm -hmm. valuable. He took somebody's fucking eyeballs. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Because it was valuable to him.
1: And even after he killed them because he was mad they didn't have anything, he still took things. Mm
2: -hmm. You can get a few thousand bucks for eyeballs.
3: That's good to know, actually. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Gil would know that. Gil would know that.
0: He he was he he just was corny us. losing his mind he he was getting corny but anyways he uh, <laughs> <clears throat> he just he was driving around so like most of the time he would just steal cars drive them around honestly like I I know I'm giving too much credit to the police force especially in this time because wouldn't somebody have seen him get into their
2: car and steal it. I do right. want to know about before he became a serial killer, he was a serial car thief. Yeah. And like and I'm just like really curious, especially if he's like mainly focused on these like safe neighborhoods, like Selena was just saying, like Joey was just saying, like he's kind of focused on these areas where he's he's comfortable with the escape, with the situation, with you know, police like coverage of it and stuff like that. But at some point, I mean, people got to be looking around like, "Oh, your your car got stolen. Oh, your car got stolen." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to yeah. be up to like an an eighth of this goddamn neighborhood's cars have been stolen and yeah. then driven
4: around
2: the same fucking neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like at at what point aren't neighbors just forming vigilante squads looking for their fucking Chevys? That's all oh, I want. Right?
4: <laughs> like, yeah. And he's
0: what's crazy is he has so many. Like there's so many times that police get so close to catching him and so close to, to arresting him in these times. Like a few of the murders, he literally was covered in blood
4: Yeah, Yeah.
0: with the weapon, with the murder weapon in the car and a police police pull right behind him or pull beside him, look at him. And he
2: literally the one time they, but they don't profile like the one time they don't fucking profile. (laughs)
4: <laughs> and yeah. He's
2: just like doo doo Just
3: like... yeah, no, it is funny you mentioned that because I thought about that too. Um, the cars. <laughs> it's yeah. like he's so driving around the same neighborhood from where he stole the cars. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I want to okay. say though that he he's got that hair, and maybe you mm-hmm. know he just is kind of using that. Like, yeah, he looks like he's a demon at this point when he smiles. But if he doesn't smile, he doesn't look half bad as a person. So he maybe just is kind of like using that like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm good looking in some ways. So like I can kind of get away with even this, though you know? I have
3: terrible <laughs> bath breath.
0: <laughs> well, they won't get close enough for him to know that.
2: <laughs> it's cooler when you don't <laughs> smile. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, so one night later on May 30th, 1985, he got the itch again. This time, it was a medium-sized house in Burbank, the home of Carol, Kyle, and her son, Mark. Once he was inside, he pulled his gun and then tied up Carol. He put them into a closet, both tied up. Carol and her son were in terror. He pulled Carol out of the closet after he had tried to find all the valuables. The only thing Carol had of value was a diamond tiered necklace he took this and then proceeded to repeatedly rape her over and over again but instead of killing her this time he tied her up and then left leaving her and her son tied up
0: so this is a weird one because this i don't know some of it is mentioned in like documentaries but in this one it was i think it was because they didn't get murdered but he it, he actually broke into like in burbank so it was a kind of a a nicer house and mm-hmm. she said that she hadn't that all she had was like her necklace and like obviously he was like you're lying you're lying blah 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 and then but she was also i think she was a psychologist and so she recognized his uh were psychologist or nurse she was one of the two i can't remember exactly what she was but she there's another one that's a psychologist but she recognized that he needed to be in control of the situation and like mm. so she recognized that and just kind of let him take control of it and like basically was like please don't hurt my son please don't hurt anybody she also had a uh i no, that was a different family. Uh she let him have control of it and didn't like try to lie to him or try to like get one over on him. So she just kinda let it happen more than that, then then fight him on it. And he in his like his his satanic thing, like kind of just like recognized that, okay, like I want to be in control and then just you know, after he had had raped her, he did it continuously over and over and over and over again. Um and then let her live so yeah which why is do you an...
3: think he let, let her live though
1: I think that he wanted to feel dominant and she was completely submissive she didn't try to fight him mm. and I think he just felt like he tortured her enough and he didn't have to kill her
3: yeah 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 Again on the road in another stolen Toyota, Richard was cruising for another victim. He exited the freeway in Pico Rivera. He came to the residence of John and Susan Rodriguez. He walked up to the front door and it was locked. He then tried the window and they were all locked. He walked to the side of the house and found an unlocked window. Richard pulled out the screen and then used a screwdriver to open the window. Inside the house, Susan woke up and called to John from her bedroom. Did you open the window? John said. No, that window is painted shut. Richard, hearing this and losing the element of surprise, quickly left the yard and went back to his stolen car to cruise the freeway again. Oof. Oh my
0: gosh. This is crazy cuz normally he would be in the house and I think that them noticing him obviously it was again Miguel's teachings being like you're you lost the element of surprise so you have to leave mm-hmm. like you which is it's still showing that he's not gone like full berserk yet. I know that sounds mm-hmm. interesting to say but he still has his wits about him and he's still s- focused on not being caught you know, and still thinks that he can be caught, so he has to leave. Like, he's not full, I am God-like yet, you know? I am Mm -hmm. Satan-like yet. So he still has this air about him that he's still thinking, you know, even thinking quickly during this part. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. He's a crazy motherfucker. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I mean, so far, he has killed seven people and assaulted and raped three. He was loose on the freeway and had not yet been labeled as a serial killer. He would only get emboldened as he felt like he was protected by Satan. Richard Ramirez was preparing for his next adventure to come, and we will get into those on the third part of our fourth part series next week.
0: for listening to the black cat report in our second episode of our four-part series on richard ramirez all you babies named richard ramirez out there better turn out to be more of litter richard than the night stalker also please like review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to follow us on instagram and we'll see you on the other side next week